0: You guys, hi, I'm Charlie Bleeker.
1: And I'm Sam Bleeker.
0: And this is Bleeker Bombs, a podcast where we talk about all our struggles, marital, parental, financial, and personal. Let's do this. What do you know about Alex DeBranco
1: <laughs> I don't know anything about him. I have heard this name for over a year, all through you, normally in our kitchen, where you're on one side of the island and I'm on the other and I'm like getting food out or I'm cooking and you're just like on your phone and be like hysterically laughing saying, this guy is hilarious. (laughs) And then you interviewed him on your podcast and you came down super jazzed, super pumped up. So I feel like this is the equivalent. If you get like a stock tip from someone you really respect Like you need to do your own work and verify, but like it's going at the top of the the watch list, right? I mean, and so based on your emphatic referrals and exuberance, I am pumped to dig in to the Alex DeBranco universe.
0: You should be. I remember the very first time that I, I told you about Alex. I was sitting in the blue chair in the library and I was reading his newsletter. I had already been reading his newsletter for like a few weeks or maybe a couple months. So anyway, I was sitting in the library and I was reading a a newsletter that he wrote and I was cracking up and you walked by and you were like, what are you laughing at? I was like, this guy is so funny. And I like tried to tell you, it was this piece he wrote about the Pina Colada song. You know, if you like Pina Coladas, you know the song?
1: I know the song. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And I remember you telling me the story. It's landing as well as it did the uh, first time.
0: Yeah. I can never explain. He just like went like line by line or verse by verse through song and like explained what it all really meant and it was just so funny and I'm not I don't have like a big reply game to newsletters in general like I I usually like will think about being like oh I should respond to this and then I don't and this one I was just like no I have to respond to this like right now and it was that was the first time I ever emailed him it was just like basically I was just like dude this was so funny and I wanted you to know I was just like dying laughing the whole time so then yeah we just started like over the for the past year we've just been reading each other stuff and then like you know periodically commenting and it's funny though because I mentioned in the conversation with him that I like try to I try to imitate him in my writing now and I try to think like how would Alex write this so that I can make my writing more funny but even when I comment on his newsletter or I'm emailing him I'm trying to craft my words even then in a way that like oh I hope Alex thinks this is funny.
1: Mm. <laughs> wow. <laughs>
0: I know. So there's one uh, cringy thing that happened during this conversation. So Alex has paid subscribers. Yeah. And I'm not a paid subscriber. Oh. And I'm talking to him about like, oh, I almost paid one time because he like, (laughs) I said something about coffee, but I think it was something to do with milk. And I'm like very curious about like oat milk. I think it was about oat milk because like I just stopped drinking the oat milk. And so I was like on this big kick. Anyway, and I ended up not subscribing yeah. and I take all this time to tell him this <laughs> and he's just like oh he's like I'll uh, pay you don't have to I'll comp your subscription and I was just like no no no. I support you but it's like I'm telling him I support him but like I actually yeah, don't. You don't
1: right <laughs> how much is the subscription
0: I don't know it's I don't think it's very much I
1: think before this podcast goes live you need to go subscribe
0: oh my god so before we just hopped on this I was like I should I should subscribe before we even have this intro conversation. But then I was like, well, no, then it just seems like I'm doing it just because like, I feel like, like I look like an asshole.
1: I don't think it's because (laughs) of that. Well, especially now that we're having this conversation. (laughs) I I think it's more like you just said you write trying to like be in his voice. And then even like you want him to think what you respond with is funny. (laughs) So Like, I'm a big believer that you should be supporting people, especially before they make it. Yeah. And so, yeah. What am I doing? I don't know. Go subscribe.
0: Okay. Alex, I'm so sorry that I haven't subscribed yet. I'm going (laughs) to subscribe. If all of you listening, if you're not already subscribed, you should subscribe too. This conversation was really fun. I'm really excited for you guys to listen. So let's get to it.
2: Can you hear me? (laughs) Holy fuck. Oh, my God. What a disaster. You look... (laughs) insane oh man i'm sorry about that
0: (laughs) oh my god i love that this is this is how we're meeting and you look like like a total crazy person
2: (laughs) really good good. (laughs) um it is because i have a pc i'm on my mac now but this is my pc and it like just sometimes like doesn't work right and anyways i was just in the house by myself just like screaming just like fuck (laughs) Um hi how's it going
0: good i'm good um this is just like not a big deal so don't even worry about it okay
2: cool 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 <laughs> cool, cool. cool cool cool
0: this is exciting that we're finally meeting
2: i know i feel I know. like i know you you know
0: yeah no it's just like I was thinking today I actually uh searched in my email pina colada because I knew uh-huh. that that was the first time I ever emailed you but since then I just feel like I I don't know I just feel like we're friends <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's good I mean I feel the same I feel the same about <laughs> your your newsletter is one of the the few that I'm like when I see it I'm like hell yeah and I read it right away Yours
0: is the one where, like, I never am like, okay, now I'm going to sit down and read a newsletter. It's always like, scroll, scroll, oh, newsletter. Okay, I'm going to open this, but I'm not going to finish it. And I say that to myself every time I open any newsletter. Like, I'm just going to get this started. And then (laughs) yours, you motherfucker, I can't stop reading it. And it's always like, not always, sometimes it's like the most absurd thing. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm like, I can't believe I'm still reading about this, and I can't stop reading it. And you do it all the time. It's a, yeah. it's quite a skill.
2: Thank you, I appreciate that. Thank you.
0: I, I have a feeling that you're not good at, um, taking compliments.
2: Yep, that's correct. <laughs> that's exactly right. You got it. <clears throat> I, I suck at that. Um.
0: All right. Well, but let's just, um, let's just continue to talk about how amazing I think you yeah. are.
2: Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Because.
0: Yeah. I, and I mentioned this to you, I wrote a newsletter about, I did a a product review Mm
2: -hmm. and
0: I, I wasn't kidding you when I told you, like, I was really like, how would, what would Alex do? How would (laughs) Alex write this? And because I'm getting your newsletters each week, you know, just by reading your stuff, I feel very like influenced now. Mm. Like I've got your writing in my head and I'm like, I don't know how he does it, but just the just by reading your stuff i find that i am trying to imitate you a lot and you know your writing is a, like more extreme than mine but i feel like <laughs> if i can just get like a little taste of alex like that would be really a nice you know that would be good for me it wouldn't be like to be like whoa what is she doing now
2: <laughs> that's so funny it's so weird like to hear anyone talk about your your writing you know Like, cause, cause people say, have said that, like emailed me stuff like this, but rarely do I like talk voice talk with people, you know, right from, from Substack. And so it's just like, I'm like, wow, that means a lot. It's just like really nice. And it's like overwhelming. Cause like, I feel like I do so much, like, I mean, I'm sure you have this too, where it's just like screaming into the void, even though there's like great feedback and it's like, okay, cool. Like it's growing it still doesn't feel I don't know real like that like the fact that it could actually be influencing somebody on the other side is like crazy you know and like surreal almost that that's actually happening I mean are you like that do you feel that
0: yeah no I totally relate to that and and I think you know every once in a while I will get a response that is kind of like what you just said where Mm -hmm. it's like oh your writing is impacting me in this way and I'm like what (laughs) and and I am such a like love external validation Mm -hmm. so when people tell me that I am like now I'm gonna keep going as if I wasn't going to but now I'm like that's what I needed today you know what it
2: is it is nice (laughs) it is it does feel like I sent out a survey to my paid subscribers just being like what do you guys want like very like a very needy sort of survey of just like why how do you what do I do to make you guys happier <laughs> and they were and and everyone's like dude just relax like that was the main statement was like yeah. just down like there were like several people who were like we're worried about you like you you need to like calm down you know but the other thing was like they just they were just like I love your writing and they've described it so beautifully and it was just like holy fuck. that was like a a collective feeling of like okay cool like I can keep going. Like, you there's know? a couple of things
0: I want to talk about there. So, um, one is monetization. Mm. Um, to, but the first thing before we get to that is when you. I think something that really surprised me since starting to write consistently like this is people will tell me things about me that I didn't think, mm. like about my writing.
1: Mm-hmm. So, like
0: when I first started writing, I was like, I'm gonna write about body image stuff because mm. that was really like important to me. Mm-hmm. And it was mm-hmm. something that I had worked through over a long period of time and I made it to the other side and so now yeah. I'm like I have to share my story.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And so for 2 years I was writing and I I probably wrote about that stuff like you know, here and there but never like entire pieces about it. It would kind of just like come up and yeah. it would just be like sort of in my stuff but that's not really what I write about and I was redoing my website mm-hmm. and I shared like some content that I was putting on my website with some writer friends mm-hmm. and I asked them for their feedback. And they're like, I was like writing about like, still like on my about me page, like I write about like body image issues. And they're like, mm-hmm. you don't write about that. And I'm like, <laughs> I I don't. And they were like, no, you write about like relationships and like mm-hmm. hard conversations. And I'm like, oh shit, I do write <laughs> that. Like, yeah. do you have people telling you things like, that you're like that kind of feedback where you're like oh this is the this isn't the kind of feedback that i was like thinking about but this is the kind of feedback that like i really need to like double down on things
2: yeah that's a really good question to so the first part i think what i want to be doing is like just laugh out loud funny only funny like it's super funny that's all i want people to say like it's so funny you know like that's like <laughs> that's like my like That's always been my, like, sort of thing that I've wanted to be is funny. But a lot of the time people are like, man, it's really, like, deep or, like, philosophical or, yeah, like, emotional. Like, they'll be like, I was laughing and then I was crying. And I like, I like hearing all that stuff, but I never... I still don't feel like like a part of me almost gets mad when I hear that. I'm like, no, no, I don't. It's just supposed to be really fucking funny. Like, you (laughs) know, I don't like it's weird because I definitely do actually feel like the stuff that's best of mine is the stuff that can do both, you know, but like I don't like leaning into anything other than being really funny, (laughs) like wanting to be like being funny feels like the hardest thing to do. Like, that's like the, the, there's no, there's nothing harder than pulling that off to me. All the other stuff is like, okay, fine, whatever. But like, how much did you laugh? You know?
0: When you get feedback about the deeper stuff or the more philosophical Mm -hmm. stuff and they, and they like that, when you think about when you were writing that stuff, how did that stuff feel or, or did it not feel differently compared to just the, the stuff where you're like, okay, this is going to make people laugh.
2: It feels it's easier cuz it it just happens naturally. I've always been like a philosophy nerd since I was little and so I think doing that kind of like heady thinking stuff and then making like a poop joke. That's sort <laughs> of like my game, you know. It's like it's like just like back and forth, highbrow lowbrow like sort of thing. That's that's my jam. Sometimes though when I do the ramble thing, like the f- philosophical ramble thing like I won't end up, it won't end up like making any point or connecting back to the story. And then I'll get feedback like, dude, you really like, you went out really far and you never really came back, (laughs) you know, like, cause I, I have, um, this woman, Erin, she like, she works for me with my Substack and helps with marketing and editing. Um, and she'll often be like that. You just like you went too far and you never came home, you know, <laughs> like,
0: mm, I, um, I, that's interesting because I find that usually you do come back.
2: Yeah. Well, that, cause it gets cut, it gets cut out. Gotcha. You know, that's like, yeah. But, but yeah, that's the hard part is like the hard part. And also what I've, I found is like sort of my not superpower, but like something I do well is like, t- like start one story, then let that go wherever it's going to like, just have that like tangent out really far, do that story and then tangent out even to a third place, (laughs) do that. And then all let, if all three of them can like sync up and like meet up by the end, it's like, that's fucking that's gold.
0: I guess the only way to find out is to just keep going deeper and deeper and deeper.
2: Yeah. You have to like have faith or be like, I don't know that it's going to work. And then when I get surprised, it's that thing of like, oh shit, like that is really cool. You and know like, what's really cool? To me, then it's like, okay, it's going to be cool for for the reader probably.
0: That comes across in your writing. Like yeah. you can feel that you are yeah. discovering this in real time. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: And I'm like, yeah. sometimes I read your stuff and I'm like, did he just write this five minutes ago? Like, and he was just like, send. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> like, yeah.
0: it's, it's so like, like out there but then like it all like ties up and i'm like is he a genius or <laughs> like, what's your goal
2: i guess my goal is like to be able to make enough money from Substack and related enterprises for that to be my job maybe i also want to write a book i mean everybody wants to write a book but i would like 100%. to do that 100 percent yeah I'm with
0: you <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> um I don't know though it's a good it's a it I don't have a clear my goal honestly is just like keep growing grow the sub stack, grow the sub stack. like that's a, sort of like an obsessive thought in a way that's like I find pretty unhealthy particularly on like you said monetization like I always feel like there aren't enough people I like how do I get more people to pay why aren't more people paying how do I get you know like that's just like my constant obsession.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because I work at Rite of Passage and a lot of people are always like, okay, like trying to figure out how they can monetize their writing. And my approach is always to not. Um, Mm. And you're the first, not the first person, but like one of the people that I've seen doing it that I'm like, he's doing it in such a genuine Mm. and transparent way that I'm like super supportive. And I actually almost... I almost subscribed to pay and then I didn't. Um, I forget <laughs> why. It was just like, you wrote about like, was it about coffee or there was something <laughs> that you like teased, And I'm like, I can't believe I'm going to pay for this. Like, this is what I'm going to finally like pe- start paying for. But anyway. Um, I'll, get,
2: I, I'll comp you. A, a no, thing. no,
0: I I mean, I do. I support you. I think you're awesome. And whenever people talk about monetizing their writing, I'm always like, well, like Alex DeBranco is doing this in a way that mm. I really like. But like, I think... The way that I've always approached my creative work, and you've been a creator, you're, I mean, as far as I know, for a very long time. When I i was pursuing acting, I sucked and never did anything that you did. But, um, <laughs> you know, I never was like, oh, I got to get a job that pays. I mean, it, it's always nice to but I was auditioning for plays that you know mm-hmm. you're not gonna get paid. But I'm like, I really wanted to do roles that were like fun and like mm-hmm. that that mm-hmm. I would enjoy. And then I was working in a bar, you know? And mm-hmm. I, I was just like, mm-hmm. but I always knew that I was going to, you know, win an Academy Award. So it's like, mm-hmm this all this not making money not making money not making money it doesn't matter because one day i'm <laughs> going to be huge and obviously that didn't pan out for me in case you didn't know alex but then i then i started screenwriting and i was like i don't care about if this makes it into the south by southwest or awesome film festival like someday i'm going to write best original screenplay um, guys and yeah. so like it doesn't matter and now with my writing i'm just like it doesn't matter because I'm going to write a New York Times bestseller.
2: <laughs> That's incredible. How do you do that? How do you get that confident?
0: I, I don't know because there's a lot of ways that I'm not confident, but mm. consistently it's- writing yeah. like this for three and a half years now and seeing what happens when people just stick with it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That you
0: can't fail. And, and the, the, the success might not be what you think it's going to be. And the serendipity that's already been happening for me is wild to think about. So it's like, I just know that if I keep doing this and if I keep getting, you know, little by little people are subscribing to me that like really like my writing, like I'm getting like, you know, the the thousand true fans or whatever. Mm
2: -hmm. Like Mm
0: -hmm. when I write a book, like I'll have those people and it won't have to be huge.
2: Totally. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I have like many thoughts about that. Well, one is like, I feel like I'm the opposite of that, where I'm like, I'm ne- it's never going to work out. It's all going to always be a failure, you know? Like, I'm a piece of shit. It's going to be a piece of shit. But I've read somewhere that like thinking you're the best and thinking you're the worst are really like the same thing. They're both like narcissistic, sort of like, (laughs) all you're thinking about is you, you know, you're like, they're like, like being thinking that you are awful is just another way of thinking you're amazing, like inverted or something. And blew my mind where it was like, like, that's just some narcissistic shit. Like I'm just, and I think the (laughs) answer is like, just don't do either and just kind of focus on the work or know that it's actually going to be you know like you're good you're going to get a little better like but it's interesting how both of those and I feel like the fact that you know we both act or you did it's like there's something connected to that you know of this like need to be seen as the best fear of being seen as the worst (laughs) I don't know it's like there's this book called um the courage to be disliked have you ever heard of it I read Uh, it Okay, cool. Yes, that's where I that's where I heard the thing about the narcissism. Not my
0: task. Wait, wait what's the thing? Not tasks.
2: Not my. Uh, yeah, not your task. Yeah. Not my task. Yeah. yeah. I love that book. I have
0: to tell myself that all the time.
2: I know, I know.
0: Um, I really want to talk about improv.
2: Okay, cool.
0: So I, I I watched your um your workshop.
2: Oh shit! Nice.
0: You are awesome.
2: Oh, thank you.
0: And you should do more of them.
2: Yeah, really I should. should.
0: And I just noticed that you like, you brought up improv a few times yeah. and then you bring it up in your writing sometimes. And that's one thing that I, I mean, because I did improv. So I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I want Alex to talk about improv more. Like, yeah, I did a bunch of improv and I was so bad at it.
2: <laughs> in LA? But,
0: okay, so I did two seasons at the pit in New uh-huh. York.
2: Yeah, yeah, I know the pit. I've played there. Yeah? Yeah.
0: And then I did two at groundlings and that was horrible.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: and then I did 3 at UCB which I loved. Okay. Improv was one of those things that I started doing because I felt like I I should do that if I like want to actually like be a good actor. And it was so terrifying. So Earlier this year, I started working with a life coach and she had me take this like inner saboteur quiz. I don't know if you've heard of this, but it's just like a quiz you can take online. And we all have these inner saboteurs and it's kind of like ranks them like, and it can change like what they are, but like my top two tied for first is the controller and hypervigilance. And so Mm -hmm. when I walk out onto an improv stage, I have no control and I can't handle it. Mm. I remember when I was like in my first or second season at the pit, And it was just like in our class, like that we were doing it every, every class I wanted to die. Like, I just, (laughs) I hated it so much. And I've done, I've kept, I just keep like torturing myself because I'm like, this is horrible. That means I need to do it. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? It's like, I don't know. It's like a good thing, but also like, why the fuck am I doing this to myself? Mm -hmm. But anyway, there was one day where I was in a scene with this woman. She like turned it into like, um, like we were strippers Mm. And I was so uncomfortable in my body mm. and so not able to be vulnerable that mm. I just like could not do what she was doing. And I was just like not able to like find a way to just like still be myself in the scene or whatever. Mm. And and that's just like really stayed with me for all of these years. Then I was in UCB uh-huh. <laughs> and I was I was in the scene with somebody and we were like about to walk into like a haunted house,
2: uh-huh.
0: but we were scared. <laughs> so we just kept on getting up to the door and being like, Oh no, we're not going to go in. And with- <laughs> we never fucking go in. And
1: uh-huh. our teacher's
0: like, what are you doing? Go <laughs> into the haunted house. And I just like, I didn't know what to do. And Oh my God, it was, it was I just wanted to share like these examples with you because they were, they were so humiliating. And then Mm. I had a I had one breakthrough. I forget it was like this the substitute teacher this day. And he just like said something that clicked for me. And he was like, it doesn't matter what you imagine in that moment, whatever you imagine, that's what it is.
2: Yeah. And so
0: I was in a store and I started looking around and I saw on the wall like sneakers with different colored shoelaces. And I was Mm. in my head, I'm like, this is so stupid. This is so stupid. I'm like, but I'm gonna say it. Mm-hmm. and i said it and it was so dumb but it was real for yeah. me and yeah. it was the first time that i was like oh my god this is what it is this is yeah. this is what you have to do yeah. anyway i don't know why i just told you all that i just wanted oh, to my experience
2: <laughs> I, fucking love, I love improv and i love talking about it and you learn a lot about like things of 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 life through improv i find like what you just said because that's what i was thinking when you said the the thing about the strippers I wonder what would have happened if you had just, like, leaned into the discomfort and, like, yeah. sat or whatever, you know, and just been like, I do not feel comfortable here. You know, like, that would have been so funny. Right. You know? Like, because, A, it's funny because the stripper saying that is funny. But, B, it's, like, it's real. And whenever somebody says something real, like, people are just smart. They hear it. Like, they hear that that's not bullshit. And they're just, like, so drawn mm. in you know?
0: Yeah. uh, You just said people are smart. And this was something I wanted to talk about because something I talk about often in Rite Passage and like, I'm always thinking about is like, you got to give your readers credit. And Mm -hmm. I was watching this workshop that you gave and you said something way better than what I've been saying, which is treat your audience like geniuses. Yeah. And I was like, that's so much better because that's, that's another piece of your writing. That I mm. think is 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 not just the funny part, but you really do like, oh man, I feel smart reading your stuff because you're treating me like I'm smart. And I wonder if you get that in your writing because of your improv 100%. background.
2: Yeah. That was like a big that was at UCB. We had a dude that kept telling us that, like, play to the top of your intelligence was how they said it. And it was like, it was like, don't be dumb don't dumb things down they'll there's so much the audience is so much smarter than you realize and if you give them that like benefit then everything is a lot better like there's like
0: trust formed with that too.
2: exactly and it's like yeah it's like you're you're equals as opposed to like oh they're fucking dumb like we're gonna have to like slow everything down for them and because because audiences feel that like they feel everything i feel like that's what like improv taught me is like they know. they always they just know. you know, like yeah. they know if you're scared, they know if you're having fun. It's always more fun for them, I think, when you're having fun in improv and with writing. Like when I'm having a good time, like th- I feel like people reading are having a good time, you know I think
0: this this could be a really good thing for you to do a workshop on where you really like go deep on this and mm. give like actually like how what does this look like to treat your audience like a genius? and what does it not look like? Yeah. You know, and like give yeah, those side by side examples, because it's so easy to talk about this stuff theoretically. And like, oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Treat your audience like a genius. But like, what does it look like?
2: Yeah, I I would have to really think about that. You know, I know one thing I like doing that I've gotten some like not criticism but people are like, they'll read my stuff and be like, I don't get this reference, you know, oh and God. and 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 I'll <laughs> be like, yeah, that's like, that's OK it's fine for not not everybody has to get every reference and even that is treating somebody like they're a genius because it's like look you're gonna read that you're not gonna get it that's you're gonna be okay with that you're gonna keep going like you're not gonna like fucking melt down because you can't get a reference like or you'll look it up if you really want to I do that all the time
0: or you'll unsubscribe
2: yeah yeah exactly (laughs) like exactly that's definitely a thing that I feel like I do where I I don't like try to explain everything and I and like I'll make weird references that it's fine if you don't get. But I don't know what I I would have to really think about that. Like yeah, how know. You know what well,
0: it, it's it's one of those things where and this this is the kind of like how I, I think about doing my the the stuff that I teach in rate a passage is like this kind of stuff comes up and then like my raters kind of out because it's really hard to think like, oh what are the examples? But then now as you're writing it might be easier to like mm-hmm. think of it.
2: What do you Um, you teach? I'm curious. What do you teach there? Like, how do you, what do you do?
0: Like this past cohort, I did a session on compression and that's, and that's one of those things where I didn't really like think I would do that. I was like, Oh, what do you guys want to learn from me? And someone's like, you're really good at compression. I was like, Oh, and then I was like, Oh, I do know how to do this. I do know how to like take something and make it in like the least amount of words as possible. And I need to learn that
2: from you. I feel like my shit is (laughs) rambly as hell, but I do feel like you're really good at that. It's like, it's it's tight it's like very it it feels like stand-up almost where it's like it's very like there's not a lot of just like useless stuff i don't know
0: thank you and so what i what i would do is, is like oh like when when somebody said that to me and i was like oh i have to do a session on compression um i have no idea how i do that and so then mm. i just you know in in the course everybody has to write an essay every week so you're you can just read all of these different essays and start to think like okay well if this were my essay like what would i do and then mm-hmm. when you look at what you would do you'd be like oh here's what i ax they like exactly did and you can like get into the specifics
2: right and You're so then.
0: yeah 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 um so that that's one um i i'll do a session on personal details i think personal mm-hmm. details are like so as such an easy way to add personal stuff to your writing because a lot of people get like turned off or they get scared by the idea of personal writing Mm -hmm. and they think it's going to mean like vulnerable and like confessions and it could just be like saying like something that you observe with your eyes
2: in your home totally that's cool
0: okay i want i would like your help yeah yeah okay so we you were saying how you're doing you're offering these services to writers and tell me kind of what you're doing like you're having these one-on-one calls with people and then you're just I, I'm sure that they're coming into the call with like some kind of idea. And then you are in some in some ways helping them figure out how to structure or content or what to their essay.
2: Yeah. I mean, it depends on where they're at, but it is it's basically like you would just tell me like what you're thinking about and what is hard about it, what feels like um is getting in the way or what's difficult or what you want to achieve that, you know, whatever. Like, mm. and then I think from there we kind of figure out like how I can be helpful is sort of how I've been doing it
0: okay so what
2: is that what is that for you
0: yeah I I would like to write like a longer essay and I Mm -hmm. haven't been able to figure out like what that thing is and then recently I wrote a newsletter and I finished it and I was like oh God I just scratched the surface like there's Mm -hmm. so much more here that I want to write about but I'm not really sure what I was just like this is big Okay, so the the idea is this this term that I heard recently called "casuals," and yeah, so it's like Patrick, you know, Patrick O'Shaughnessy, he he hosts the podcast Invest Like the Best. No. Okay, so he's the one that coined this term, and um, somebody else mentioned it in another another podcast. But he was just like talking about how like the people that he's looking to invest in or even like be friends with are like maniacs on a mission, and he's Uh like, and everybody Uh else is casuals and casuals are exactly as it sounds. Like they're just casual, but their life, they're not obsessed about anything. They're like, you know, it reminds, reminds me of like the people like that I grew up with that are just like living at home still. uh, And they work for the weekend. They're just drinking and, you know, going on the all-inclusive vacation. And this is really like, I'm being very judgmental right now. Like it's totally fine to do all those things, but like just people who are not like doing anything with their life. And like, not to say like, you have to be like making money. It's just like that you're interested and passionate and like working on yourself, like personal growth, like anything that you're not just like going to your job and just working for the paycheck and then checking out on the weekends and then just like drinking with your buddies and that's your life. So I was thinking about, the, my book that I want to write and now that I've learned this term casuals I'm like I feel like my book is like my life before and after I was a casual because I was certainly a casual before and so then I was like thinking of, like in the in the podcast the Patrick O'Shaughnessy says like the opposite of casuals is maniacs on a mission and I was like well and I was talking to my husband about it and we were like not sure about maniacs on a mission so then he was saying obsessive so like casuals versus obsessives. Mm. And so then I was like there's there's got to be a spectrum actually cuz it's not mm. just like you're a casual or you're an obsessive like there could be some middle grounds. Yeah. And then also there could be different buckets where yeah. it's like the, the the way that he described it was just for um like business or like you know your your job like what you're doing with your life in that way. But there's also like, you know, I don't want to be like a casual, like partner to my husband or a casual mom. And then there's like physical fitness. Like, you know, some people are super casual about that. Like don't really care. Like right now I'm like eating chocolate every night. I'm like not really uh, obsessive about my health right now. Um, and so it's like, okay, so like there's, now okay how many different like buckets are there for this casual obsessive spectrum mm-hmm. and then i all i kept keep thinking of is like your drawings <laughs> <laughs> your drawings are so insane and <laughs> they make me like if i'm drinking i can't drink water when i'm reading your stuff because yeah. i will spit it out because i'm like what is this <laughs> like what did he do <laughs> like it's so funny and so then i was like thinking about like how i could have like these these like drawings or like some kind of graph where you're like yeah. showing the different spectrum yeah um, and I and I was thinking like this could be really funny and so then I was like oh maybe Alex could help with this
2: mm. okay <laughs> cool. I have I have a lot of um questions so what tell, what 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 do you mean by like your life before and after thing that what does that mean
0: I okay have you watched the bear-
2: mm-hmm. yeah I love the bear
0: okay me too <laughs> so yeah. I forget his name, but he, the one who's like, how do you feel about purpose? And then he like finds his purpose. A- cousin, Yeah.
2: Yeah. I haven't seen the end of season two, but I know everybody's been saying like, he's so amazing. By the yeah, end, yeah, I, yeah. I feel like I know it's going to happen, but. Yeah, cousin. He's my favorite character.
0: Yeah, he's so great. So it's like he's a casual, but he doesn't want to be a casual. Like, and you can see it in the earlier episode, so I'm not giving anything away, but there's like a flashback or maybe, I don't know how far it is. I it. saw that
2: one. Yeah. Okay. Prim- and he's yeah.
0: like, he's like asking somebody to mentor him and like show him the way. And like, he's it's just not happening for him. And so then he's just, you know, slubbing his way through life, like not doing anything. Yeah. So I feel like before like before I became Charlie or like mm-hmm. before actually it's probably like a somewhat like I don't know the lines blurry but like around when I met my husband and things like that like I really wanted more from my life but I was acting like a casual I was looking forward to the Outer Banks family vacation every summer and just like getting blasted mm-hmm. um, I was working at a bar and then like sort of trying to pursue my other stuff, like acting and writing, like, you know, I was never like really going for it. Yeah. Um, and I, and I, I think the reason I wasn't going for it too, is because that's not what I was meant to be doing. And I think I like in my body, like I knew that cause I was very insecure about it. And then now that I've switched and now that I've like figured out my purpose, I'm just like, I'm an obsessive. Like I am obsessed with this. I'm obsessed with writing i'm obsessed with my memoir password uh, podcast i'm obsessed with reading and learning like i'm a i'm a i'm obsessive now
2: i see do you feel like one is better than the other
0: 100 i do not want to be a casual i don't want to be with casuals
2: that's interesting why i
0: am friends with casuals <laughs> and a lot of my family members are casuals like now that i know this term i'm like oh that's a casual that's not a casual um couples that i know like i know like one per- partner is a casual and one's not and i'm like that can't be good
2: <laughs> i wonder if they know uh, <laughs> it's funny it's like because my i i have a very like um contrarian way of like thinking i'm and so i'm like is there a world where being casual is good
0: oh that's a great question because i'm coming off so judgmental so it's well, nice you to said have- it too you yes said
2: you're judgmental and so yeah. like I'm wondering what it is. Why do you think that not being casual is bad? Because I'm with you. I'm like, I'm very obsessive. I'm like, you know, I'm the same exact way, but I'm also around everybody else. That's that way. So much so that it's almost casual, you know, like it is being casual is like, everybody's so fucking hungry and like obsessive in a way where sometimes I'm like, this is all so annoying like I hate you guys like I because I hate myself (laughs) somewhat you know but it's like maybe casual is really like the best way to be and it's like really hard to to pull it off I don't know I'm just like throwing shit out there but I'm wondering what for you why casual Mm -hmm. is because because whatever is that whatever is in there I think is interesting
0: I think I was I was depressed before too um Mm -hmm. and I had a lot of anxiety I think having purpose and turning into an obsessive has made my life so full now. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, pumped.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it feels so good. And I think about the life before and you know, I don't regret any of it. But like, I do think like, God, I wasted a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And when I think about the casuals in my life, like my sisters, and I feel bad for them, that they don't have a per- their purpose. And I just feel like they're they could if they.
2: Do you think if, they want one, or do you think they like life as it is?
0: I think they want one.
2: Hmm. Okay, that's interesting. Well, and well,
0: that begs the question: like, like as a kid, like you've got to have like dreams and like what you think life's going to be like. Mm-hmm. And then when it starts to not go that way, there's just like this sadness, like oh, this is life. Mm-hmm. And then it's just acceptance. And then it's just like you're stuck because change is difficult and scary. And then you just you're just there and you don't grow. And it's so depressing.
2: Yeah, yeah. All that's true. And and I also sometimes wonder if like for me, this the constant chase and the need for something bigger is just a way to like to not think about the truth, which is what you what you're saying is what you just said. Which is like, yeah, it is just kind of like dark and sad and whatever, you know. I don't know. Is this helpful at all, or am I just being weird?
0: No, this is okay. really helpful because I, I love. I feel like a lot of the stuff I write, I feel like I'm just like all it's all the shit that I'm judgmental about, and and the, I think sometimes I'm being judgmental because maybe like I have my own insecurities about stuff.
2: I think judgmental is good too. I think it's like a really good, you know, it's like. They say with comedy, like stand-up, the stuff you're angry about is usually what is funniest for you to talk about. There's something here, you know, it's like there, there's heat to it where like there's something hot about this for you of like, you feel strongly. And that's, you know, like go toward that. That's like, good. Um, yeah, you so are I,
0: making me think though because I wrote one viral Twitter thread ever. Uh-huh. And it was about my dad. It was about how like, I just thought he was living this unfulfilled life and he's mm-hmm. like a total casual. Like, this is mm-hmm. before I knew the term casual. And I just talked about like, I had this like epiphany that like, maybe he has it all figured out because mm-hmm. like, he has like no anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, He doesn't really get worked up about stuff. He and my mom like really love each other. <laughs> 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 he's just like, maybe he's living his best life. Totally. Like for him, like, I think, I think my dad is like pretty happy. Mm-hmm. And so then I was like, mm. you know, all these years, I'm like, oh, my dad is just like drinking every night. He doesn't have any friends. He only talks to his brother. And he just like works at this shitty job. He's worked at a shitty job his whole life.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, and now I'm like, maybe, maybe I should try to be more like my dad. Totally. So it's interesting because I was I hadn't been thinking about that at all. But it kind of like your line of questioning is making me think about the opposite right.
2: like what's the difference between casual and enlight and like being enlightened you know like is the <laughs> Dalai Lama is like is the Dalai Lama casual <laughs> you
0: know? no
2: right but he's pretty chill like he's pretty like eh it's fine you know
0: yes I think chill It's a uh, these are I love this you can be chill and not be a casual
2: got it got it got it but got I think it.
0: it's important to to get into that of how and why
2: yeah i know it, i like this feeling of like i feel like i've often had it with lauren and with like people where i'm just like why aren't you like more hungry like yeah like, why are you just like relaxing you know like, <laughs> why you, like i would get mad at her for like being in bed i'd be like what the fuck like we have to like hustle we got to do more and she was yeah just like, dude Stop. I'm like what the fuck is wrong with you and she's right in <laughs> right, that case. right right like, I'm the, I'm the fuck up there and I think it's like what's so bad about being? oh because like for me my biggest fear is being ordinary being normal and I think like being ordinary mm. and being casual there's something about those in my head that are similar like I can't just be a fucking normal person like oh, I'm yeah. special like and the world's going to see soon, you know? And I wonder like if you <laughs> you feel any of that too.
0: Totally. Um, oh my god, so much.
2: What if like what if your dad or somebody who's casual like what if that's really hard to do? You know, what if that's like a effortful um in a way that like I just don't you you know, we don't understand. Mm-hmm. But like or
0: like maybe they're making a sacrifice or something.
2: Totally. I mean, it's just like there's so much we don't know i don't know that's like yeah
0: and so i'm like not as anxious as i used to be but like i still like have anxiety that when i started working with my life coach i i told her like my goal through for this experience is so that like i can have some more peace at the end of my day Mm. because i'm a fucking lunatic Mm. and i end the day stressed out because I didn't do everything I wanted to do and my list just keeps getting longer and I'm like never satisfied.
2: Yeah, same.
0: You know, I, I've been working on that, like trying to figure out like what is going on? Like I literally don't have to do anything. <laughs> yeah. Except like keep my kids alive.
2: Right, right. And like right. some other
0: small things, but like on the grand scale, like there's a lot of things that I could easily take off my plate if I didn't mm-hmm. want to feel so stressed.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But if I take things off my plate, and if I like, like creative work, if I'm not doing creative work, then I'm stressed too. Mm -hmm. then I'm like, what am I doing? I'm not doing Mm -hmm. anything
2: there. I like I remember reading or somewhere hearing this thing of like, basically that like all creative work and all this obsession is just like, it's a way to stave off death. You know, it's like, I don't want to think about the fact that I'm going to die so i'm gonna like work on my sub stack <laughs> you know like, <laughs> like like basically it's just like the truth of of reality is too is way too much it's too intense mm. and so rather than like face it we got to just like work on something oh my you know? god make 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 something that like that that can last beyond us or that like even just like I just gotta be like get my keep myself busy, you know. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but I do sometimes feel like right, like what am I what am I afraid of that I'm like what am I like running from when I'm just like gotta keep writing, gotta keep writing, even though it's like no, you don't, dude. Yeah. I don't know. Am- ambition is I have a lot of problems and need with like needing to be more, be better, be the best,
0: yeah.
2: Gold star stuff. I don't know. Do you have that too? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 yeah. i mean
0: i already told you like lots of oscar nominations in my yeah feature. yeah right
2: right right yeah of course lots yeah, of yeah.
0: acceptance speeches
2: right 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 you lots of jimmy
0: film fallon film. yeah that's a good start i think i i really like the pushback that was yeah. really helpful for me if this was like if we were actually like doing this right now and i was like okay i'm gonna like go write something would yeah. i come back to you
2: yeah yeah you would send me whatever i like What I really encourage is just like, write something, don't worry about it being good and just send it. And then I'll look at it and I can give notes and we can hop back on the phone or you can go write something else or whatever. Yeah. That's usually how it works best. Because I think what I'd be curious about with you, what I'm curious about with you is like, what are you really trying to say? And like, what are you trying to explore and figure out? Right. Because like writing usually is like trying to answer a question and I'm wondering what the question is here
0: okay I'm gonna think on that yeah
2: yeah yeah I want I I do want to keep talking about this though I want uh, okay. to also I still want to give you my memoir idea remember I told you okay. I had a memoir. yes
0: yeah, so, so first I wanted okay. I want you to tell me like what's your book going to be about
2: oh there's a couple like ideas one is sort of just like a collection of all the stuff that I've written about about like moving here from Ukraine being an immigrant growing up as yeah growing up as an immigrant and then like having a kid sort of like my parents and me and me and my kid and everything mm. in between and then this is I sort of like to add on to that that I just lately have been really obsessed with is pro wrestling <laughs> um like I was obsessed as a kid with pro wrestling my dad said that it wasn't real and I got really mad at him about that I was like, no, it's real, you know, and like, <laughs> and there's just like an amazing parallel between wrestling and like what is real, what is fake, with like Soviet Russia and what they tell you is real and fake, and America mm. and what is real and fake, and they call it kayfabe in wrestling, which is um fake in pig Latin. It's like kayfabe is like it's like theater. You know, and like like wrestling is like this sort of operatic, like it's it's like Shakespearean theater, I think. Yeah. Uh, and like there's really clear good guys and bad guys. Like Donald Trump did wrestling. Donald Trump is a wrestler. Like he is a wrestler in our politics. And like a lot of things are wrestling now. I don't know. Like it could just it makes me my brain just like explode mm. with exciting ideas. And then I think I would just tie all that back into like all the childhood family stuff um but just like rooted in wrestling <laughs>
0: that's really fun I love the specificity of that
2: yeah no one's really like done that and it's just like I could talk about the wrestlers I was obsessed with forever oh my god you know? that would like, be fun I, I think whenever
0: write... you can write about something you're obs- you were obsessed about or are obsessed about like it's so fun and easy totally
2: totally yeah
0: Okay tell me you you told me in an email that you like had an idea for my memoir and I've just been like on pins and needles ever since and you're like, uh don't get excited. it's not a big deal but I'm like super excited well
2: I don't I don't I mean <laughs> I don't know like the in the workshop that thing that you watched like my whole thing is basically like when I was listening to anybody talk, you know, I would just be like whatever they were talking about, I'd be like, okay, that's what you should write about yeah you know like, like the thing um inside the thing. And to me, what's been, like, very amazing and and interesting and noticeable about you and, like, the memoirs and looking at other people's memoirs is, like, you're is how, like, you're so, like, obsessed almost with, like, how am I going to do my memoir, you know, like. Like, like every single thing. you're like okay well that means i need to like know how to do that exact thing in mind Like, when am i gonna do that how am i gonna do that it feels very like and you said it yourself you're like it's control like there's so yeah. much control yeah um, and <laughs> that to me is the memoir like you trying to write a memoir by reading other people's memoirs and like <laughs> And like being obsessed with it. Like, why are you like that? You know, like I've never, I haven't, I haven't, if I was to write a memoir, I would just not go about it that way. You know, really? like, no.
0: I'm like, I I, thought of this and I was like, what, what have I been doing all these all this time? Duh, it's, This it's, is what it, you should do.
2: <laughs> and I think it's a really good approach, but it it is, it's so interesting of like, why <laughs> like what, and like what are you afraid of would happen if you didn't have all of these other people's like structure and guidelines but also it just tells me so much about who you are you know like I feel like when I'm listening to that podcast yes I'm learning about memoirs but I'm also like I'm fascinated by you because you're just like okay so what would I how would I do this exact <laughs> thing like how many times would I have to do it you know and it's like you're like it's like a blueprint like, and, and that's like a way of people, that's a way people write, you know, that's not like crazy new and makes no sense, but it is, <laughs> it is just fascinating and funny. It's just like, so funny to me. I'm or, cracking
0: up because you, you, hearing you say the words <laughs> that I am saying on my podcast sounds like I'm a lunatic. <laughs> like, like I'm thinking I'm sitting over here like, okay, so what would I do in my podcast? Like in my memoir, like this makes a lot of sense. And then you're like, okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> Someone, I mean, it, like I'm I all, it, like unhinged.
2: It's not. It's not unhinged, but it is. It's just like it's very. Um, there's like a single goal, you know. Uh-huh. And it's like, all right, well, now that I know how she did it, how how will I do that? Like, I have to think about how I will do that <laughs> in that same position, you
0: know. <laughs> I mean, nobody, nobody else is gonna see what you're doing right now. And I, if, if people could see the way you're you're talking and. <laughs>
2: I think also that's just like a com- like comedian or like you know you like notice patterns like that and I feel like I just quickly was like oh yeah she just like she keeps doing that
0: <laughs> and I'm going to keep doing it
2: <laughs> but I think it's amazing like I think it's like that's the book to me you know like that that's your story is like you're so you, like obsessed yeah like and you want to like control the story so much yeah. And I'm wondering. Alex, why... this is
0: like so fucking good. Like I, I yeah. love this.
2: Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. I mean, it's just fascinating to me of like I'm
1: crying. what are you afraid of
2: would happen if you like didn't have such intense control? Uh um, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because that yeah. I'm curious about what that would be, what what comes out of that too. But I also like like there's that thing of like there's like two types of writers, like the architect and the like
0: Archaeologist,
2: yeah and like th- yeah and it feels like this is very much a like you're like building this thing like brick by brick and you you're figuring out what the materials are going to be and i think that's like really good i think it's just yeah i don't know just hearing it over and over i was like wow she's
1: she really wants to
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> it's really like, interesting too because in my approach to my writing in general i'm very archaeologist I'm like, mm. what am I struggling with this week? Like, I'm not mm. like, okay, I need to write about these things because I, I did try to, you know, like I mentioned the body image stuff. Like I just, I've learned because like I have to publish something each week. Mm-hmm. And if you're like trying to write something, it, it's just very painful. But when I'm like, okay, like, what's going on for me this week then it's just like da, 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 like comes yeah, right yeah, out yeah. so i've yeah. learned that that's like the way to do it and to just lean into that and then when i look back i can be like oh here's some stuff that's popping up that's similar and so it's it's just funny because that's how i am with like my actual writing but now that i'm like i'm going to write a book
2: <laughs> I feel like you're scared to write a book and that's why you're like trying to
0: yeah i think i like i don't have a timeline so like i don't have a lot of pressure i just know that i'm going to write a book yeah and
2: I'm putting on headphones because Lauren and Wilder are about to come in.
0: Yeah, that's okay. We can we can wrap up soon. Um,
2: I I can keep talking. Yeah, I
0: just like I think that when I when I eventually like decide like okay I'm writing the book it's gonna be like I'm gonna know what to do. I'm gonna I'm gonna have all the pieces. Mm -hmm. And so I'm trying to make the writing process as easy and fun as possible. That's kind of always my goal. I always Mm -hmm. like I love writing. Sometimes it's hard, but most of the time I fucking love it. Yeah. And so there's a little bit of intimidation, I guess, with the book. Yeah. Even though like I'm very confident that I'm going to write one. Yeah. But I want it to be fucking awesome. And yeah. so I feel like if I get my ducks in a row here
2: yep. and figure yep, yep. it all
0: out, I can control this. <laughs>
2: Wilder's here. Say hi. hi, buddy. Ah.
0: So you've got a little boy. Yes. Wilder right is there. how old is he? He's two. He's two because you started writing both are true after you became a dad
2: yeah i started like really writing it um last february so we had already had yeah wilder was already born Um, is there
0: any like correlation with like becoming a parent and then like starting a newsletter because i started my newsletter when i was pregnant with my son
2: mm. i mean for me I had just recently before that left my job, and it was like time to pursue stand up. I, I was like, I'm going to be I'm going to do stand up. I'm finally going to stand up. And then COVID happened. And then even after COVID was like, I, I, even after you could still like kind of go out and do stuff. He was a baby. And I was just like, I can't be doing open mics every night like i just can't you know like waiting hours to do like three minutes while lauren's at home with a baby like that's just like dude you cannot do this so i was like i'm gonna just like do stand up on substack and that was kind of like it just it kind of like not it wasn't that explicit but i but i did start to realize like oh i can just like kind of flow this feels not like how i would be able to do it on a stage because i'm really nervous and stuff and and but but I can do it here and and yeah I could still be home and stuff you know
0: and how much writing had you been doing up until that point
2: um I mean obviously
0: you're writing jokes
2: yeah yeah I was writing jokes and sketches and like doing a lot of video comedy and some screenplay stuff and I wrote this series that I had made called distance but essay wise I was re I always really wanted to and I was always afraid to I was just like I can't I'm not gonna be good and then I just kind of said fuck it I'm gonna start doing it
0: so are you now that you know you can do stand up but now you've got like a little kid so yeah is that something that's like still in your future or
2: there's a part of me that always forever wants to believe that that's still gonna happen because that was really like my first dream Mm. was to do stand up I don't know I've just always been like man I think I could be so good at that but I'm also like terrified of it and I don't know, but it never leaves like it never leaves my mind. That dream. But I also am very happy doing what I'm doing, you know, which is a form of stand up. And I think like maybe there will be a way to do it live someday, you know, like of like a both are true live event, things like that. Or like I think I just like miss audiences and I, I get them still with improv like we do. I'm a part of a group and we do a monthly show. You in do? LA. yeah, Oh my god! Show. I want to come see yeah if you're in la i'll let you know the next one we do and i I love
0: love improv like i love going to see improv so much i'll make my husband come with me and he's like not really into this kind of stuff like Uh i grew up like obsessed with snl Uh and like he watches snl and he's just like i don't Mm. get it and Mm -hmm. so he's like we go into improv and i am the one that's laughing the loudest in the (laughs) audience because. I know what it's like to be up there so even if they're not funny I'm just like yeah. good job you're doing great like I am I'm here for you
2: <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> Lauren is that way at shows too she'll like she's always just like like sometimes she'll be like I can't even enjoy myself I'm just so worried that you that like someone's <laughs> gonna say something that nobody laughs at she's just like I'm, I'm so uncomfortable <laughs> yeah I don't know I'm it, it's that kind of thing of like I think I would be okay if it never happened in the way that I've always dreamt it. That's because it is happening in a different way, you know? You know,
0: I think that we live in a time where, like, we can create any type of job we want. Yeah. That's not going to be, like, maybe exactly as we pictured it before. And before I started writing as Charlie, I was, like, obsessed with making lip sync videos. It's so silly, but, like, I was. I, like, have this, like dream of you know outing myself uh-huh. and then I can like start just like also sharing lip sync videos every week. <laughs> and you
2: should do that. I mean my that would point, be amazing.
0: The reason I'm sharing that with you is because like I am so happy that you're writing your sub And mm. I, and and I'm, I'm I'm so happy that you're in my inbox and that I get to learn from you and like and I think that like if you keep doing this eventually like you're happy place will emerge in such a weird mm-hmm. unexpected way mm-hmm. and it's like you're going to be doing stand up but it's not going to be stand mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. but you're going to be doing like exactly what you want to be doing
2: yeah I I think that's right and it's okay not to know what that is right I think I have the control thing you know of like well I need to know what that's going to be and how do right. I get there how do I like what are the steps I need to take you know like how do I take action
0: yeah but like you're as long as you're like doing things that you know make you feel alive
2: yeah exactly and that's like all that matters that's and good. it
0: seems like you are like the way you come across in your writing it's just like pure joy mm. not just Thank joy you. like there's a lot of other feelings too
2: <laughs> yeah I was gonna say like <laughs> some other emotions too sad just raw sadness I think melancholy the, the
0: rawness is like yeah it, yeah you know even being raw feels like joy to me because I know totally. how good it feels to like let that stuff out.
2: It's just like it's real. It feels real and it feels like it's true. It's just like it's what's true. I think that's right. really my like north light is just like what's actually happening.
0: Um I think it's really hard for a lot of people to to be aware, have this you have like a lot of self-awareness to, yeah. to notice yeah. that stuff.
2: Totally. And 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 to know the difference between what is what feels true and what doesn't you know because like I feel like often I'll be like no but that's actually bullshit like you're lying
0: right my mom like sent me this college notebook that she like saved all this stuff from college Uh I I don't know what anyway I wrote a letter to my field hockey team that we all Uh had to write a letter to each other to like pump each other up in the summer (laughs) and and I, I forgot about this thing but I read it and in in the letter I'm like oh I'm just working as a camp counselor um and I love working with kids and I'm just like I fucking hated working with those kids like (laughs) that was such a lie and it's so cringy to read it now but it's like but when I wrote it I thought that I was being honest
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think honestly that this part I think is a skill that I honed with improv but with acting like I think my acting teacher in Austin she was like she did Meisner you know Mm -hmm. which is like the like repeat thing and she was insane she is I love her her name's Laurel and like she just like in the middle of a scene she just like stand up and be like you're lying to each other stop it (laughs) and like she really like she taught me what that was when you when you were when you were lying like when you said a line and you didn't mean mean what you said Right. You know, and and it's it, like it her nothing... saying
0: it, you're like, oh yeah, it yeah, was. that's lying.
2: Right. right. As opposed to like, oh, now I'm telling the truth. Or I'm yeah. And and there's just a the difference. And it's really hard to like pin down, you know, because yeah. as soon as you like notice it, it kind of disappears.
0: All right. Well, I want to wrap up because okay. um, I've already taken up a lot of your time, but this no, was, this was really awesome.
2: Fun. This was awesome. I've I've I felt alive and joyful doing this. So thank you. Oh!
0: that makes me really happy I um, I get very anxious before these
2: Mm, mm -hmm. and like
0: to the point that I like dread it
2: Mm, yeah and and then I
0: like have so much fun doing it
2: (laughs) yeah I mean I get that like I yeah (laughs) I had a blast and I'm really grateful that you had me on
0: thank you I know that we will stay in touch and Mm -hmm. I will reach back out to you about my casual essay
2: yeah I yeah. mean,
0: if I if I make moves on it, but um, that that was really helpful. So thank you for doing that.
2: Of course. And, um,
0: and if you do any workshops, I I want to know about them.
2: Okay. Cool.
0: All right. Well, I look forward to uh, getting your next newsletter in my inbox.
2: Ditto. <laughs> All right. All bye. Right. Bye.